Hello, and welcome to my weekly podcast. This is Open Hearts and Lightened Minds with Abby. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Open Hearts and Lightened Minds with me, your host, Abby Salmera. Thank you so much for joining me here today, whatever day it may be for you. I'm really glad that you took time out of your day to, you know, listen to whatever I have to say today about the could-haves, would-haves, should-haves, and what-ifs. As, you know, you could could have probably tell by the by the title of this podcast episode. As with every podcast episode, you know, I hope you had a great week. And if it wasn't that great, we have next week to take on for the better. As for me, I feel like my week has been pretty good. It's It's been my first week off from school for winter break, and it's just honestly been super relieving. There's just more opportunities to relax and chill, do whatever I want, work on passion projects and things I don't typically have time for, like watching Netflix, so that's been pretty fun. And I've also been able to hang out with friends that I don't typically see. There is this one friend that I do make sure to see every single time that I'm in Colorado, but um, yeah, we did see each other this week, and it was pretty great. And we got into some, to some really interesting conversations. We played the game We're Not Really Strangers. I've talked about this card game before, but it's a great just way to get some conversation starters going and, um, I don't know, get some conversations going between you and some people and whatnot. We're Not Really Strangers is a great way to dive deep into a variety of topics, whatever it may be, or maybe you just learn more about yourself. I mean, I would say that we're Not Really Strangers has inspired a lot of podcast episodes and truly just inspired me to just continue making these episodes and whatnot. But at some point when I was playing We're Not Really Strangers with my friend, one of the last questions that we answered was, what do you recommend that I let go of? And if you know me personally, you, you probably know that I am um, a person that has a hard time letting go of things, for a matter of fact. And therefore, when my friend answered that, she said, I think you need to let go of the could-haves and the would-haves and the should-haves pertaining to something that has happened in my past. And it was really interesting. Uh, That was actually a pretty prominent topic of conversation when my friend and I were playing this game. So, of course, she had to end off in that last question with the could-haves and the would-haves and the should-haves pertaining to that topic. And as I get into this, I have always been known to dwell in the past. I mean, you could even say that I have a whole podcast for it because truly this podcast is just made up of all my life experiences and all that jazz. But what are the could-haves, would-haves, should-haves, and what-ifs that my friend was talking about and that that many, many people have talked to me about before? When you just look up their definition, you have could-have. It's the passive can. It indicates possibilities, possibilities to happen in the future. When you have would have, it's the past of will. It's an imagined situation, something that didn't, um, I guess, didn't necessarily happen. But um, it's an imagined situation that maybe it feels like it, it would have happened if something, something happened or whatever, whatever. It's kind of hard to, I guess, articulate. And when you, when you think of the should-haves, it's what's probable based on this, this, and this. This should have happened, but just because it's probable doesn't mean it's going to happen. And lastly, lastly when you think about the what-ifs, it's just a conditional clause. If something were to happen, then this, I don't know, this is a potential thing to happen. 
they all really mesh well together. But you have the common saying of the could-haves, would-haves, should-haves, and what-ifs. And I am often a thinker of all these things. When we're actually looking back into the podcast episode of On the Spot with my friends Trish and Victoria, I asked them the question, what limiting belief is holding you back right now? And one of my friends dives pretty deep into the concept of the could-haves and the would-haves and the should-haves. Especially when you're thinking about something that has already ended or something that has already happened. There's the possibility of thinking about the could-haves that could have, have, could have happened, the would-haves from that situation, the should-haves, and the what-ifs. And even when you're trying to hold on to something that could be close to ending, maybe it hasn't necessarily ended yet, you're all like, maybe I'm holding on to the could-haves and the would-haves and the should-haves and that potential, the potential for something to happen, the potential for the imagined situation to come true, for the probable to become something real. When you think of these could-haves, would-haves, should-haves, and what-ifs, I feel like my friend talked about it in the podcast episode. She said that there, as much as as great as reminiscing and reflecting on the past could be, there's also a fine line between that and also learning to let go of the could haves, would haves, should haves, and what what ifs. One of these um, 13th century poets, I believe, named Rumi, quotes that. Life is a balance between holding on and letting go. And I feel like that perfectly describes this this situation for the could-haves, would-haves, should-haves, and what-ifs. It's the reminiscing versus the letting go. Reminiscing on the could-haves, would-haves, should-haves, and what-ifs, and letting go of those possibilities. We are in life in a fine line, on a fine line, trying to just truly figure out what we want and what makes us happy. Will thinking about the past make us happy? Yes, it can. Will letting go make us happy? Yes, it can as well. And it's so hard to balance on that line because it feels like one thing can make us happy for an, over another. But maybe it's actually just the balance of it. So when you think about reminiscing, there are quite a few benefits to reminiscing. It was interesting when I was researching this, a lot of stuff came about for senior citizens and how they can work on reminiscing, especially in their old age. One thing, one benefit from reminiscing is that it improves the quality of life. Maybe when you're old, you don't think that, you know, your life has been that great, but when you get into those nitty-gritty details, you reminisce, you get into the nostalgia of what memories you've made and whatnot, it can improve the quality of life. I actually made a podcast episode before on nostalgia, probably almost around a year ago today. And that in itself is all about reminiscing as well. Everything is truly just interconnected. When you reminisce, you take on lessons to learn. I truly believe that there's something new to learn every single day. And especially when you look back on the past, you relearn things and realize that you should apply those to the future. I'm pretty sure that's what my podcast episode last year near the end of the year was about. It was about learning lessons but making sure to apply them as well. And lastly, reminiscing encourages emotional strength. When you realize everything that you've been through, you know that you can go through so much more. Every day is life 
is your toughest battle. So when you defeat it, when you conquer the day, it's another sign that you are emotionally strong. And when we reminisce, maybe we just want to look at some old photos. Talk about some old topics with some people that are close to us. And even maybe listening to a certain song or eating a certain dish at a restaurant can help us reminisce as well. But with this reminiscing, there are also some disadvantages. Reminiscing is truly dependent on our reaction. When we reminisce, we might remember things that we, may, that we might not want to remember, and that could upset us. Maybe it's things that we don't want to remember, but it makes us happy to know that we know it now. But because of these reactions, we might not be able to, I guess, fully grasp the benefits of reminiscing. Maybe we won't be able to take on those lessons to learn, improve our quality of life, and recognize this as a sign of emotional strength. For me, reminiscing and the fact has made me realize that sometimes it gives me this feeling of being stuck. Stuck between, I don't know, the fine line. The fine line of being able to move on, but also thinking about the past. This feeling of being stuck isn't a, isn't, isn't a fun one. And especially when you reminisce and hold on to those things that might be setting you back. You can go so far as to impact our future in not a very good way. When I was talking to my friend about... The could-haves, would-haves, should-haves, and what-ifs during the card game. We were like, oh, man, that thing really messed me up. And she was like, yeah, it's got you down in everything. So when you reminisce too much, when you hold on too much, it's possible that you miss and long for something before it's even over. You get worried, you get sad, you get anxious. But something... That is now in your future, or in your pre- in your present, sorry. Something that is now in your present will occur just like how it did in the past. And that's a pretty draining feeling. So that's why it's also important to think about how to let go. Letting go has quite a few benefits. I feel like a lot of people always tell us to, to let go. It can help build confidence and self-esteem to know that we've been able to move on. To know that we can put our past behind us. You can also improve our existing relationships. As I said, when you reminisce too much, when you hold on too much, you can start having this feeling of sadness, worry, and anxiety that can make you doubt whatever is in your present. But with letting go or making steps towards doing so, you can improve your existing relationships. We can also learn how to trust ourselves and stop Overanalyzing and hesitating. And I know that's really hard because I am quite a person of overanalyzing and hesitating. But it's all about the baby steps, you know? You don't have to let go of every single thing. It's just a matter of overcoming those challenges little by little. Until you yourself know it in your heart that maybe you've been able to let go of something. There are many ways to let go, and it's just so important to first just recognize what things you're dwelling on and know that you need to let go of them or want to let go of them. Because no no one's telling you that you need to let go of something. You should 
you might be recognizing that, oh, life would be better if I let go of this thing. But there's nothing out there that's forcing you to let go of something. Maybe you could just delete a couple photos, delete a couple notes, whatever it may be that you're reminiscing on, and delete memories of them. And you can also talk to someone about it. You can always learn something new in order to let go, in order to move on. When looking at back at my podcast episode, The Worst Day of My Life, I kind of touch on these things, on how I moved on from The Worst Day of My Life, because maybe that's something that you're still holding onto or reminiscing about. But there are some disadvantages to letting go. Maybe it feels like the things that you spent time on may not have been worthwhile. That if you were to let go go of something, it's almost like you're losing a piece of you. And, of course, you don't want to lose yourself, right? But there's so much more to look forward to in life than to let life bog you down. Maybe you need some catalyst moments where you realize you need to let go. But everyone moves at their own pace. It's all about the healing process, whatever you're moving on from, you're letting go of. The could-haves, the would-haves, the should-haves, and the what-ifs. There are endless possibilities, imagined situations, conditional clauses, improbable things. There are endless could-haves, would-haves, should-haves, and what-ifs. But we just don't have control of those happening. You may think that something could have, would have, should have happened. But at the end of the day, the only time you can live in is now. And we have no power to know what can, will, should, or has the possibility of happening, will happen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Open Hearts and Light and Minds and me, your host, Abby Salmera. Please check out at Open Hearts and Light and Minds on Instagram for updates every time there's a new podcast episode. Um, But don't forget there are new episodes every Friday, so I'll catch you all next week.